Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, if you ask him honestly, he never really liked football anyway. Dr. Luke Gledall, how are you doing today, Luke? I'm fine. Yeah, I, football is crap. I it. Broken and beaten man. Yeah, didn't, yeah. <laughs> heard, heard, I think I heard football's gotten STI anyway. Oh, See, I heard it was coming home, but maybe it's coming home with with, with a case or something. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm good. How are you, Rich? I'm I'm good. I feel. Um, I think this is my first, the the best I've felt COVID COVID wise since my since my initial um, running running with that that dreaded lurg. I'm uh, I'm feeling much more human today, which is good. Nice. Uh, I've been pretty drawn out and coffee. Still might cough occasionally, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm, it's it's going towards the rearview mirror, which is nice. Uh, speaking of rearview mirrors, this is our big owl season review. We're we're working. We're we're going to work over the next the next three episodes to to put to put 2021 2022 in in the in the rearview mirror. Put it in. Make it. Uh, Put it in the history books and stop it hurting quite so much, maybe. Um, so we've come up with a one of our patented cockamamie ideas to <laughs> to there's very nicely um, in the interest of uh, symmetry. Thirty three players have pulled a Wednesday shirt on over the course of this season, which we thought. That looks out quite nicely to be 11 players per episode. Let's do three episodes, 11 players each episode. Um, and then the question was, well, what order do you do them in? And we didn't want to end up with a kind of a fag end type episode uh, with, uh, you know, with just the dregs. Um, so if you did it on appearance basis, you'd have presumably 11 players that have barely kicked a ball or, or several players that have barely kicked a ball. Um we also looked at squad numbers, but again, those higher squad numbers tend to be outside of outside of a few fancy dams. Uh, you're going to get the schlubs at the end of that. You're going to get the goodies at the start and the schlubs at the end. So uh, what we've what we've happened upon in a burst of inspiration inspired by uh, the wonderful soccer base website is a uh, alphabetical order. It's a tale as old as time. It's back to school days. <laughs> And that's fitting because what we like to do is give them a give them a grade like they're at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I've, I've, apologies, Luke. Um, did uh, have we done the um, the sort of Street Fighter slash Japanese game type thing of having an S tier, or do we just stick to the ABC? We just stick to the ABC here. Okay, this is what I'm, I'm going on. It's a, it's a pretty conventional school grade. I mean, unless our kids getting S tiers now. I think they're getting numbers that just don't make any sense to me. They've changed maths, Luke. Have they? They, yep, yeah. It's all changed now. Maths. Um, it's on a grid system. Um, it just, yeah, they've broke. They've broken. The, the world's broken, really. Um, and that's that's if they can squeeze any maths lessons in between all the critical race theory they're shoving in their ears and sex education. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> You liked it best when Jesus was riding a dinosaur, didn't you, Rich? 
Those were the good old days. Yeah. Ev- evolution, schmevolution. <laughs> Rich likes to keep his evolution in pro-evolution soccer. Rich put shades on. Well, I I mean, I refuse to look at the title screen of that game, but I do enjoy the gameplay within. <laughs> um, I don't like the I don't like the idea of any sort of evolution whatsoever. I think but, you'll find uh, that God created soccer perfectly. I'm a, I'm a young Earth, I'm a young Earth creationist when it comes to football, and that's why I believe that FIFA, as um, as they've said this week, will will make the original and best football game with a year's start. I think they're definitely going to do it. Um, it's going to be really good. So there we go. It's uh, that's twice we've talked about the the FIFA FIFA branding growl. Um, it's it's made a lot of appearances, hasn't it? For something that I really don't really give much of a fuck about. But yeah, I was reading a comparison to the Championship Manager Football Manager split, where IDOS felt very smug that they walked away with the name Championship Manager and thought they would they could put out any old crap from any old team and it'd be well yeah but it's the championship manager one that's the one people buy and uh even pre-internet that didn't work uh the the, mm. the, the football manager with the with the, the sega money behind it uh won the day uh by being the better game that's what it's about really mm. we don't really care if it's got the right title or not anyway should we do this luke should yeah we... i mean i mean as long as the game kind of espouses creationist values rich that's, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and those all those fossils are a joke that God's playing on us to test us and dinosaurs aren't real. The earth was created in seven days and football happened probably around the tenth day, I think. Mm. On the on the seventh day obviously rested. That's, we know that. That's why we're tenth day Adventists. Exactly. On the eighth day, he thought there should be some sort of international body that looks after the sport of football. Mm. And then he made FIFA the next day and the game the day after. So that's yeah. how it works. And then some of the, the snake from the Adam and Eve, he, he was made the chairman of uh, FIFA. <laughs> I just immediately started bringing in bribes, left and right. <laughs> The concept of money hadn't even come around yet, but he was already just like, yeah, give me, I'm going to have a few of those grapes, a few give of me, these. Give me those sweet apples. <laughs> what you got over there? Some milk and honey? Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about Wednesday. Let's talk about Wednesday. And what what better place to start than Karodi Adedoyan. Um, <laughs> the I best think... place, the best place that anyone could start any review of <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday 21 2022 is Karidi Adedoyan. Like we think you, about this you season. You don't give the Adedoyan intro. People people just lost. It's the it's the establishing shot. Of it's the Rosetta Wednesday. Stone of mm-hmm. of Sheffield Wednesday 21 22. Um is is the 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 brief the brief Papa John's appearances of Karidi Adedoyan. Um a man who I saw post-match on Monday night, mm. um, bustling his way through the crowd, wearing his own shirt, his own match-worn shirt. Wonderful. Um, I don't know whether it was for sale. He was he was he was pimping out his uh, eBay shop. Um <laughs> or just that's the only way he thought people would recognize him. Um, but three three appearances off the bench mm. 
in uh, in the old Papa John's, the Pizza Cup, wearing squad number fifteen, which I believe is important for you, Luke, and scoring one goal, grabbing a goal in one of those uh, those mm. those their appearances. So uh, I thought, Rich, about doing a little piece where I'll ask you to predict my halftime um, <laughs> reviews, but I think I'm going to kind of like just just kind of do that on off, just just when there's some interesting ones to come to. Okay. So maybe, you know, halftime point um, from that midterm review we did, he he got a very token kind of C+. Plus. And, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 I mean, that really seems fair. You know, I, I can't knock that. I'm glad he's making a new career in Accrington. Mm. It seemed a good fit for both parties for him to move on. Yeah. Um, maybe we kind of wish we could have seen a little bit more from him, but I think it's fine what we saw, and I thought it was... You know, I don't think he was going to be a player who was bothering the the kind of established kind of string of like five strikers effectively, even knocking or tickling tickling at Silasau and uh, Florian Camberry's heels. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was fine. Um, the funny thing is, we start with the most underwhelming thing, and you know, this doesn't really set a tone for the rest and, and precedent for the rest of the uh, the players we're getting into. This is a bit <laughs> underwhelming. I'm talking i'm buying time i'm chewing up space um let me end that he's i guess about c plus i think that's that's, that's <sighs> fair i think that's okay especially if we manage to either either get some sort of money for him or some minimal, sort of minimal transfer deal things. where maybe if he if he does his career does take off we, we get some sort of payout um which interestingly we're not we've not covered news on this episode but there is a bit of a a flutter of interest uh, in Lucas Schwau, uh, mm. now of Reading, and apparently one of the the best bits of business we've done of late in the transfer market is we inserted a twenty percent uh, share of profit clause. Uh, so if he goes for some Bucos Dolores, which seems possible, hmm. uh, we're going to get a little little bit of a little kickback from that, which would be quite little, nice. Get a little tickle. Little tickle. Hmm. A little belated tickle from Lucas Schwau. Yeah, I mean, if he went for like some, I don't know, ten million or something, we'd probably get about two. That'd be all right. Something like that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Keep keep the lights on for a month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's fair for Karodi Adedoyan, and uh, best of luck to him in his uh, mm-hmm. his future endeavours. Um, next up in this most logical of ways to go through a squad list, is Denden, Dennis Adinarin. Yeah, so I went I went for a B at the half-time report. Mm. Um, you know, interesting enough, going back on that first episode, Rich, you did manage to compare him to Giles Coke, which was quite interesting. I mean, yeah. near the beginning, he did have that very explosive start. Um, yeah, it was a very uh, electric start to his it Wednesday was, career. Yeah. Maybe not as good as Giles Coke. Um but, no. you know, he looked every bit of what we need in the middle of the pitch. Mm. And it's gutting how he had that kind of slowdown period and then kind of fizzled out all his energy, just going to the point of just being broken. I mean, the, yeah. you know, the, the gas tank was not emptied. The gas tank was emptied, but then somehow the car broke down when there was no gas in it. That's seemingly yeah. how it kind of worked and kind of like a timeline phase. Several bits it, fell off. Yeah. I, I said... the AA man to come. I said it's like he hit quickstand and then he managed to snap his Achilles in there as well. <laughs> you, a real you know, shame. Yeah. A real shame his second half of the season. 
Very much so. And you know, I, I think to look at that, I think to look at that, you know, I, I think really him coming back is going to be very much like a new signing because mm. he's been a player we've forgotten about because of the nature of the evolving character of the middle three and in the middle of the park at Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think a B is fair for that, but I think it's it's promising. Like it's it's a promising start to his Wednesday career, and I think there's more to come for him next season. Fingers crossed, because yeah, that was. I mean, it was as you say, it wasn't quite coke esque in its uh, its burst into flames at the beginning uh, of things, but it, it was it was up there. It was it was up there in terms of being some of the most exciting debut plus plus football from a from a new signing we've seen in in quite some time um and he, again kind of baffled that he was ours uh, our own signing and uh, someone that we 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 you know we were going to have an ongoing relationship with rather than just be a kind of um a lone that that comes and disappears and goes on with their life um so yeah it's a real sh- real shame when it all sort of fell to pieces mm. um but hopefully he's still a very young man He's still got that that uh, million watt smile, um, so I, I'm I'm hopeful we'll see it. You know, we'll see. With the, there's more to come with with uh, Dennis Adenner. And what what are you gone for then in terms of a, a rating? Uh, what do you, did you give us the half term? The half term was a B, and then I think it's okay. still I think it's still a B on what we've seen. You know, I think there's some interesting cases here of players who. Um, have not had the chance to shine in the second half of the season for whatever reason. And I think the difficult thing was looking at it the first time was objectively looking at their performances and what they gave and maybe being a little bit sympathetic to their injury woes or the seeming injury hex, curse, hoodoo, Sheffield Wednesday. So I think that's fine. I think there's only like one or two players I think probably get a bit of a, a downgrading which we'll come on to but okay i, I don't yeah. really feel like he's one of them i think what we saw from him was largely pretty good he had like a very good yeah. spell and then you know he kind of fell off he had a he had a great spell and a quiet spell but even in the quiet spell he wasn't bad i just think no he, not at all he wasn't quite shining as as bright as he had but then yeah unfortunately we had the had the injury then and, and uh it's just he's not managed to get back back into things a very hard midfield to break your way into towards the end of the season because he was on the bench occasionally um but it's it's hard to know how how fit he was how much was him just kind of making up numbers or whether it was just it was a bit of a hard nut to crack in terms of trying to get back in there because that trio by and large served us magnificently well and Delhi Bashiru was doing a nice job as a as a change up as when as and when we needed it so you're kind of bursting your way through that when you're coming back from injury at a key time when the team really needs that midfield cooking uh tough tough job for anybody really um so you're going to stick with the B, or is any downgrade for the injury woes no i i think time? he's he, he, i think he's kind and very much a B you know, you know. Um, next up in in this sort of who's who uh, is David Agbontahoma, uh, who I believe has already been released. Is that right? Is he I, one of the people that's got got turfed out towards the end of the season in the uh, the the purge of the under twenty threes? I think that might be the case. You know, I'm going to be honest. 
Um, played played two games in the again the Pizza Cup. Started one and uh, came came off the bench in one. Any initial thoughts there? Uh, the halftime remark for what we saw from him from I said the silly cup appearances or the Pizza Cup experiences, yes. whatever you want to kind of call it. From that, you know, really got him a C. You know, he looked he looked okay, fine, all right. Other synonyms around kind of acceptable young centre-back who looks yeah. who looks fine and probably is a hell of a lot more better player football player than I am and will ever be, unless I somehow magically turn a corner and or find sell my soul to the devil <laughs> getting up this stage at 38. Um, but, uh, you know, other satisfactory words for synonyms around the average pizza, you know, much mm. like the average pizza of Papa John's or a Domino's, if you will. Um, the halftime tools turns to full time with the same result. So I, I think it's it's very much a C. From what we've seen from him, I think I remember the time we, we talked about the halftime mark and said, I was kind of a little bit disappointed he didn't get a bit more showing in the Pizza Cup because he had like a yeah. few appearances and then there were some ones that was like, oh, we're going to try and take it a bit more seriously. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, interesting. I, I thought he looked he looked fairly fairly good in the, in the, the moments we saw of him <laughs> and there were few and far between obviously uh i think yeah just generically he played center back and in doing that he stood near the back uh near the goalkeeper mm. and sometimes headed it sometimes kicked it that was that, that was about it um didn't didn't make any particular mistakes so that was good um I can't see that he is one of the ones that's been let go. So maybe maybe he's got a little bit more time with us, potentially. Mm. I thought he was a uh, youngster who was quite well thought of in that kind of an academy yeah, football sphere. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm, um, I'm trying to find... It's a, lo- it's a long way back, annoyingly. Uh, the, 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 and, you know, we, uh, the interesting thing is the under-23s isn't doing, aren't doing particularly well. I think they're kind of bottom of their group because I think the mentality's been for the past kind of two seasons we've had to kind of look to lean on the under 23s a bit more in a first team setting so yeah. some of the more established under 23s yeah you know which in recent years have been you know Urihide, Shaw, Brennan, Hunt etc yeah. you know they've been taken out of that picture so the under 23s have gone a bit lower so yeah. you know a challenge for the, the the younger players to step up within that sphere and sometimes very competitive competitive yeah. sphere and obviously a play, place where first team players can sometimes go and get minutes as well so, yeah yeah and i suppose the again the injury issues with with the well documented injury issues for the first team will mean probably less players often we've just had what we what we were able to put out on a pitch plus the suspension game so not not many players spare players to go and add a bit of quality to the under twenty threes at times either, so um, yeah, interesting. Um, this apparently is a long, 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 long way back. I'm back in March now. I'm still not finding this uh, this under twenty threes thing. <laughs> it's just annoying. No worries. Um, but let's just assume he's not one of those players. Some players are going. Some players aren't. And that's that's the end of it. That's that's uh, mm. that's like the life of the under twenty threes. <laughs> <laughs> um let's let's keep moving. Oh, it's a big name. The biggest name. Well, not the longest name, but the biggest name. <laughs> it's Wee Barry Bannon. From a long name to a big name. 
Uh, Rich, so this is the first question. What did you think I gave Barry Bannon at the halftime mark? Ooh. Did you give him mm-hmm. uh, a B? It's close. I gave him a B plus. Okay. Um, it's funny. I'm staggered. I, I gave him a B plus at the halftime mark. I think so much of like, I don't think for the first half of the season, we saw him getting to grips and stepping up in the nature that he did. And yes. I think so much of our criticisms of Barry Bannon have been regarding his corners, which still really haven't improved much. But I Although think the most successful team in the league from getting goals at corners. Yep, yep. Which is something that still kind of blows my mind. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I think dramatically though he had the bit between his teeth for the second half of the season rather yeah. massively, commanding mastery in games where he's taken the game to the opposition. I don't know the stats, but clearly has taken about half of our man of the matches. Um, you know, look after your teeth with all the iron brew and Maoams, Barry. <laughs> I think we've seen so much of what we expected and then some more. A lot of superlatives cap off a fine season on heartbreaking to see impaired for the final glimpses of the season. I don't know if we have some type of hot tub tea drinking competition with Lee Gregory, <laughs> but Barry, you also share the mantle of my highest rating with an A+. Yeah, that his turnaround has really been pretty significant, hasn't it? I think from from that mm-hmm. that, uh, that first half of the season, because I, I, well, I, I've I've gone back and sort of corrected myself. I was questioning whether we've had two out of the three last managers have really pushed Bannon further forward, and I was questioning whether that was the best thing for him, whether that was where he shone, where he where you know where his talents really were. And I think under Darren Moore, the second half of the season, we've seen, yes, that is where his talent shine, but it's it has to be all the way far forward, um, these sort of half positions. And I think one of the problems in the Sunderland game is we just didn't see him far enough up the pitch, um, getting the ball far enough up the pitch. In, in, in either of those two Sunderland games, he, he came so deep that when he got the ball, he was trying sort of Hollywood passes from from very, very far back in the field and he just couldn't influence the game in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um but he's not allowed himself to be marked out of games too often. He's grabbed lots of goals himself. He's had the best season he's ever had in front of goal at, at the ripe old age of mm. 32 or whatever he's up to now. Um, and, and also uh, a goal involvement of 21 goals, I think, total. Staggering early. You know, yeah. and that, I think, um, I'll, I'll get onto the stats with someone else a bit later in the um, in the reviews, but... Um, uh, technically, you know, sometimes, you know, it's funny. I watch hockey, and you know, I'm watching watching the Flames go to Game Seven in the first round of the playoffs right now. Mm. And um, you know, we don't talk about second assists, but maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe sometimes, you know, it's definitely Gregory's goal against Sunderland. Yeah, that that could have been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we've we've got good quality out wide. If you're the one feeding that quality or giving them the ball in in the space of reading their runs then we don't yeah we don't mark that as an assist do we but it's just as important often as the final ball itself and uh yeah more often than not that would be that would be Barry Bannon I, I mean it's incredible the amount we talked about how maybe he, by the end that injury took its toll or time was taking its toll on some members of the squad he's the only one where it's not you can't blame him in a way played 45 mm. league matches Two games in the FA Cup, one game in the League Cup, and he played in three of the Papa John's games as well. That's insane. It's so much football. 
Well, it's really, it, it felt uh, like there was a mentality of like, let's just keep him sharp and keep him on it. Yeah, but um, it, it which some players, I guess, can handle that, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he's one of those players that desperately wants to play every minute of every game. He never looks happy coming off, and I'm sure he wouldn't be happy sat on a bench from the start of a game either. So, um, yeah, m- more power to him in that way. But um, I like, yeah, A plus. I totally go along with. Um, it's a great story of how he was doing well anyway, but he took it up a level this second half of the season. And I've no doubt we wouldn't have been in the playoffs if Barry Bannon hadn't played the way he played no. since Christmas. No, it's it's really he's been unstoppable, and at times just he's done just incredible things. I mean, some of the goals he scored, that goal against MK Dons, we will be rightly talking about that for years and years and years. That was just. Unbelievably good. <laughs> Goal of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then some. And, you know, I mean, especially for Bannon's standards and his qualities. I mean, he's, you know, we joked, I think, in previous years about Adam Reach having a goal of the season competition with himself. Yeah. You know, shades of that again. I think Bannon's got some also some other goals which have been, been yeah. some, some very, very top quality hits. Yeah. And I'm thinking there's like a, there's a couple that have been like a mazy run and then a decent hit as well. Like he's he's done he scored lots of, he scored different sorts of goals. The the only thing he hasn't got and he's been very close on a couple of occasions is a headed goal. Um, I'm hoping that we get to see that next season. He'll tick that off because I really do enjoy when like the smallest man on the pitch manages to get get a headed goal. Um, okay, well I'll maybe do, well you know they had um, I think today they had. Um, was it the Wednesday Legend versus Czech Legend oh, yes. put on by Pudil? I mean, maybe if we ever had a testimonial for Barry Bannon, we you could put a request in. You know, much like much like you're in a nightclub and you hand a scrap of paper to the DJ, but maybe this time it actually happens and gets played. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe Baz can get ahead of them, perhaps. Uh, what would you? What would be your uh, your indie disco request back in the day, Luke? My indie disco request back in the day. Oh wow, that's that's a good good question. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I remember really pestering the DJ at Fifth Avenue in Manchester to play House of Jealous Lovers. Went through a stage of really loving that song by uh, The Rapture. The Rapture. I I love that song. It's fucking great. Yeah, I th- I think I probably it was it was a different time. It was it was. Uh, Triple vodka and Red Bull for one fifty. Things happened in Fifth Ave that just, you know, it wouldn't have happened elsewhere. Uh, but I do. I think I probably requested it about six or seven times one night, and the DJ really was just like, "Just go away. I want to speak to these pretty women that are in front of me, not you, you sweaty idiot." <laughs> anyway, there we go. Those are the the, the the you know those are memories flickering. Memories. Um, I think it's done. I think it's closed now. Fifth half. I don't shame. know the place, so I can't give any. I just it's probably very it's like awesome. I've been. To, I've been to one in Sheffield. That's very similar vibe. Is it a commercial? You've been a corporation. 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 Okay, been, been to corp. Just a you know cheap 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 spirits. Cheap. Yeah, beer. yeah, yeah. Fifty p vodka and mixer type thing. Yeah. 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 They play some Stone Roses. They play. It's a mystery machine. They play Blue Monday. It's good. Bit it's of, good stuff. It is really good. Bit stuff. of Smiths. How soon is Bit this? Of Smiths. Charming. This charming man. 
bit of bit of satin five by in spiral carpets. Por favor. Next up, number twenty four is his squad number, and Sido Psycho Berahino is his name. Rich, do you want to guess what mark I gave him at the half time? Oh, I bet this is a fun turnaround. Mm. Um, D? No, I gave him an E+. Plus. Oh! <laughs> I talked rather savagely about um, a friend who lets you down. <laughs> you know, as, uh, as Dar- Darren and Sido go back, old mates. Way back when, um, still owes him money. In the second half of the season, with dramatic butterflies coming out of droll and flea-bitten cocoons, a la Byers and Johnson, we also got to see an absolutely inexplicable hat-trick from the man, Saido Berahino. Yeah. That really seemed like he was in the midst of Saido just firing up his engine and really getting going for us. The glimpses of a multi-million pound play were there, and we really got to see some great finishing, and I'm staggered he ended up with nine goals in competitions, but very much fair play to him. Yeah. Sometimes not in the game, but a huge praise for the fact that I kind of wish we saw more from him in the end. Mm. He ends up with a staggering increase in ranking, and I settled with an A-. minus. Nice. It's crazy to think now he's somebody I'd really like to hear that we're we're in talks to give him a new contract. And I would not. At the halfway mark, that couldn't have been further from my mind. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. And I mean, well done to him. I mm. I do think it's a mark of it's a mark of this season. Part of it is we found a formation that worked. I think part of it was Darren Moore being forced into some consistency of uh, of of not just formation but also squad the the players within that formation. Hmm. But yeah, the turnaround for several players has been stark, and Berahino. I just remember my heart sinking when he came on against Donny away and just thinking, this is this is the desperate flailing of a drowning man. That that's mm. that's that's all I could see bringing on Berahino being at that point. Mm. And he he turned that game around. He was because uh, he did the little that's another like assist that a second assist. So he didn't get the assist, but it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't done his amazing little flick on the byline. He got his own goal in that game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we should have, and I wish we had seen more of him post post hat trick. I think it was a real shame that he played so little football mm. after after grabbing that that hat trick. But, um, but like, I, I think the really interesting thing was like I, I I sound a bit kind of baffled still, but like that hat trick and I think a few other performances did so much in goodwill for him among Wednesdays, to the point where it was like, yeah, to the point where that has happened, to the point that we have kind of considered, like, why have we not seen more of him? Well, he suddenly appeared as our best, like, our most natural goal scorer, really. Mm. Um, I think it'd been hard to see that part of that part of his game because we've just not been shown it yet. So it's hard to sort of imagine that something, there's a hidden depth to his uh, his striking ability. Um, and we didn't really get to see that, see the, the kind of scope and scale of that till the second half of the season. But hmm. yeah, well done him for because I, I, I do think he, it was a better team he was stepping into, and 
we were playing more attacking football. So all those things help if you're a goal scorer. But undoubtedly, he I believe he spent time in the gym bulking himself up. I believe he he answered the physicality of the league we were in, uh, having been shocked by it. And that sort of growth is we talked we talked about it, we just don't see that very often. Mm. People talk about football players getting better, you know, young players coming in and oh, they'll they'll only get better from here. It doesn't happen more often than not. Players get worse all the time. Yeah. I think it's probably more common that players plateau or get worse. Most players are kind of as good as they're ever going to be by their early 20s. So to actually see somebody who comes in from a kind of joke league, <laughs> he's had an easy life of it in, in, a, in a not very good league, and then comes into English football. League one, I think, probably surprised him with the quality, but also the, the pace and strength of the, the players. And uh, he's he's done the work. He's done the work to to rise to that and been rewarded with goals. So yeah, well done to him. And I, it would be I, it would be rather nice to have him still around as an option next season. I think. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with your your increase in the rating there. Brings us on to Kieran Brennan. Kieran Kieran Brennan. Thirty four. Spotless Thank you, Rich. Thirty four. Um. Mr. Brennan. So he got a B plus at the halftime mark. That was interesting at that point because I think we're beginning to shit ourselves at the thought of losing him in a similar manner to, you know, Liam Shaw, who I think mm. looked did look a more useful athletic player. Yeah. And to someone who had the mobility and the ability to play in a number of positions. Um I mean Brennan's an interesting one because I'm I'm not now entirely sure what to think about it. I think there was a lot of kind of that thought of desperation surrounding like what's going to happen with the guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that since when that kind of calmed off, it seemed to then kind of step up with him very much plugging a gap um, in this free man defense with a number of options, which we had, which at the time were limited, um, limited on paper, but then also further limited by, injury-prone players, so yes. Shea Dunkley being out injured. Um, mm-hmm. I author missing huge chunks. Lewis Gibson's kind of sad first half of the season. Mm-hmm. So he was someone who was kind of no-nonsense and fairly fairly competent in his kind of coming of age, and I think we, we benefit from that, and I think we're, we're thankful for that. I, I don't know, I, I'm, but I'm still a little bit confused why we didn't see a little bit more of him. Yeah. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, because um, I mean, I, I agreed with those thoughts that he has potential and the body size to carry on and do well. But, you know, yeah, I'm still a little bit surprised. Because I suppose there's another world where we he may be played a similar amount to Story. And I don't, I wonder what that would have felt like. I wonder what that would have, I don't know. Um, you're, you're thinking in the times recently, Rich, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going to the multiverse, uh, Doctor Strange 2 coming out, which is out, which is out, and it's fine as a film. I tell you what, though, <laughs> not as good as Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I saw yeah. midweek, and whew, boy, that's a film, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, film. that's a bit of a film right there. So since we're coming into it, you're imagining a multiverse where well, possibly, everything yes. is exactly the same. 
only Kieran Brown. <laughs> Sorry. I suppose, in a way, yes, that's what I'm doing. It's not, it's not as um, plucked out of the air as it seems because I think we've we have we've favoured Story um, in that he he can't clearly can't play the left side of that that trio. We tried it once or twice, and then we very quickly corrected it. Um, and I feel similarly. You'd want you wouldn't want Brennan in the middle, and you wouldn't want Brennan on the left hand side. So he'd have to play that right hand side. So I think that's why I'm thinking stories a little bit of a kind of analog for Brennan in this in this particular tale. But I don't know. I, I know he's a bit. He's probably a bit younger than Story, but not by much. Hmm. I just wonder if it would have been better to have our own player in there making the same mistakes, knowing that we've got him for next year, hmm. uh, over letting somebody else's player come in and make the mistakes. I don't know. It's always the question with... I've seen the same thing said about uh, Peacock Farrell, who we'll, we'll talk about in a, in a couple of episodes' time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So he play, in, in total, 11... Uh, league games and th- and three games, three starts in the silly cup, five starts in the league, and six off the bench. Uh, mm. Which I'm surprised it was quite so much. Mm. In a way, <laughs> it's about a quarter of the games this season he played. He played a part in. But you know, someone, yeah. But then, obviously, then it is barely ever there for yeah. the second half of the season. So, so. Mm. So forgive me if I've missed it, but have we given no, him a score? No, that's, that's very true. Sorry, I kind of got distracted by like this, just having this conversation with you about you know what the thoughts were about how he was doing. So I think a B is fine. I, I think it's <laughs> yes. so he's kind of slightly downgraded, I guess. Because mm. but I think he was someone who was kind of there and kind of important on the cusp, on the cusp. Um, as a youngster, and I think that's something we greatly appreciate, but. Just in kind of retrospective, I just wasn't entirely sure whether he kind of just how good he was. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's a good point. And he, you do question. I mean, at some level, you want to have faith in the people running the football team. So mm. uh, at some point, you sort of think like, well, if they were on a day-to-day basis, they're dealing with this player and not feeling that he was worth including in the squad more or bringing on more or starting more, then maybe he's not, maybe he's not doing what he needs to do in training either. So yeah, fair enough. I mean, I would like to see him, I'd like to see him obviously in an ideal world, it'd be nice to see him sort of blossom and become, become a a reliable centre back. He's certainly got the physicality for it. Mm. Um, But whether that happens here, whether it happens somewhere else, I don't know. But he's got. We did sort him out because I think before he, because he, he had this sort of weird. He went out on loan and then got recalled, didn't he, or something like that happened. And yeah. I think before he went out on his loan, he got he signed a new a, a one year extension. So like, we've got him for another year now, anyway. So um, let's see let's see what the what the summer brings and what what next year brings. Mm-hmm. Um, just to close things off. And this mm-hmm. isn't the most ideal point, but I have eventually found <laughs> that under 23's uh, article. So um, the people let go were Kwame Boteng, who joined this year mm-hmm. um, and has been let go this year. Alex Bonington, Josh Duwadu, uh, mm-hmm. Lewis Farmer, Charles Hagen, who's been in and around first team squads occasionally. Yep, Jane yep, 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 yep. 
who's another one that joined Jaden this Jaden Nolan signed this year, yeah. yeah. Josh Render, Declan Thompson, mm. and Liam Waldock. Uh, possibly yes. the, kind of the best known of all of them is, is Waldock. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only one of them that I think we'll mention on one of these season review episodes. Um, yeah, so just thought, I just sort of I'd clear, close that off because I know what it's like listening and thinking. I know information that you don't know, you stupid idiots. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all shouted at our podcasts. Uh, next up, mm. a very divisive figure. Squad number three, mm. Jaden Brown. I, I half time the halfway stage. I went for C minus, um, mm. but I think that was generous. It's heartbreaking to have players on the books who kind of wish they were done. Um, yeah, a woeful player. He gets downgraded to a D. Yeah, maybe my only hope for next season. He remembers there's a yard of pace about him, unless injuries have taken that away from him. Maybe he becomes like a new signing. We'll forget how good slash bad he is, and then we'll have it review ruined or revealed to us. <laughs> <laughs> I, he had some moments of promise very early on, right? He did, yeah. Mm. Although it was more for somebody who got brought in as a left back. Yeah, when we were going to be playing a back four, his best moments were as a left winger, and he didn't mm. seem to be capable of playing wing back or full back. Yes. Uh, so, without a drastic change of formation or. Uh, I don't see where he squeezes in unless he suddenly picks up these skills at at football. I mean, it's a wealth of nature about football and what we've also seen as Wednesday fans is you typically have a pacey pacey winger who has a little end product. Um, He's like that, only he literally has seriously zero end product. Yes, yes. I think by saying that actually elevates the end product of the other players who you've used using that strategy. So He's greedy, but fine, frightened to shoot. Yeah, but I, I don't even remember any crosses of any quality. That's what I'm saying. He didn't cross. <laughs> there were no crosses. Shoot. There were no sh- shots. It was just nothing. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was like it was great to see like a bit of electrifying pace, which I definitely think he he at least had yeah. at the beginning of the season. Um, but everything else was just was not there. I, I think we we heard some fun. I think you might have mentioned. I think there were some fans who did a comparison with Halan, but then oh, yeah. that's the funny thing is like Halan was actually a, a very, very, very good footballer. Yes, yeah, you know, um, a very underrated. Uh, yeah, I always, I, I always really liked Halan and mm. brought a lot to the table. But and I, I think you've made comment to you know the unwritten, the unwritten sadness that was Halan retiring. Yes. Like, had a greater toll than I think we kind of recognised. So he he really... Um, his last two games, really... He really produced something special in terms of the, the depths, plumbing the depths. Well, so, he, had that, he had that game in the Pizza Cup where he absolutely shat the bed, right? So he did that. He That would have been prior to our mid-season review. That was in December. Mm. But that was terrible. Truly terrible his performance there. But if you remember, he followed it up. He came on as a substitute um, for Mendes Lang in the Oxford game when everything mm. just started to collapse around us. Uh, he was on, on the pitch for Sammy Winnell. I believe he was supposed to be marking Sam Winnell uh, when he scored. Yes. 
So his that. last two appearances <laughs> have been him actively throwing thing, goals away for us and contributing nothing in a in an attacking sense. So he's going to have to go some. He's got he is working. He's working from a, a, a huge deficit in terms of goodwill as it stands mm. he's gonna have to go some to uh to to turn things around but we've seen people turn things around massively so maybe we have maybe. we have and i i mean it's funny we've got we've got a few we have a podium of free players who are shining stars mm. of that of that rebirth yeah and then we have others who just haven't done haven't done it have not done the work or it's just not working out for them or yeah, they're just not good enough. He, do you, um, will the podium come back later? Is this going to be? Is this a little like foresh- Freddie foreshadow, or can we investigate the podium at this point? Do you want to? Do you want to save it for later? Keep it. Back? I want to save it for later. I also want you to okay. bring, bring it up, and then maybe I could. We could have a little um, final little bronze, bronze, silver, and gold for <laughs> okay for the uh, the rebirth, the rebirth champions. <laughs> uh, so have we given a score to Jaden Brown there? I gave him a D. A D. Which I feel vilified. Some ways charitable. I, I feel very um sorry, do I always want to say the word vindicated when it's not that's a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I feel you um you gave me enough ammo to be correct in the <laughs> D by talking about yeah, that was that was a dreadful last appearance from him. Yeah. Truly, truly dreadful. Which, yeah, and and that that pizza cup game was just 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 the worst. It was okay. so bad. Yeah, it's so strange. As I say, it's so strange. I I don't understand players. There's just such a fine line between being a good, a competent, good player and an absolute dreadful mess for some people. Because <laughs> he played a decent number of games for Huddersfield in the Championship last season. Mm. He. He was a regular first team starter, a division above ours. Yeah. And then what happened? And that was that was him. Like he he would play left back for them. Mm. And he doesn't seem to know how to defend at all for us. And he's vaguely competent as just being a winger. Mm. Very weird. It's a such an odd. I mean, sport is so strange, but. Um, yeah, I don't really understand that. But here, speaking of conundrums and surprising gentlemen surprising us, mm. it's squad number 14, the general, George Byers. Before we get into George, the general, George Byers, one final thing just want to say about Jaden Brown. Do you find it interesting, like, so you go to a supermarket, Rich, you're the first person there, you pick the freshest produce. Mm. Um, and then somehow, however long, much longer in this this day, whatever cycle it is before they recycle the the, the produce, uh, the person at the lake gets the worst quality stuff. Yes. Um, isn't it a weird opposite in the transfer market that Jaden Brown was one of the first signings that we had, the <laughs> freshest signing, and he's one of the crap that you get at the beginning before you get some of the much, much better players at the end of the window? He's that odd um, piece of fruit that you buy in the hope that he becomes ripe, who just never, just seems to go from from rock hard, unripe, to rotten, without any of the sweetness in the middle. 
this is why I would say this is my this is more this is a very common experience for me with fruit. I'll buy a melon. It's like okay, that's rock hard. I don't want to eat that for probably a week. And then the next time you look at it, it's just like a husk. And that is that's Jaden Brown. That's the Jaden Brown experience. Brown. Anyway, let us move ahead and talk about someone much 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 better. Georges George. It's Georges George Bias. He's gorgeous. He is. He's got he gorgeous, gorgeous hair. Love his love his product. <laughs> Could you remember, Rich? Could you take a guess at what I gave George Myers? Well, you were you, mm. you were chief amongst the 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 anti George Byers uh, massive. Um, some people are anti for you were anti but anti but <laughs> anti <laughs> Yes, yes, that's um, me. <laughs> Did you give him? Did you give him a C minus? You're close. I gave him a D plus. Oh! I said. So on my notes. Wow. Who could have predicted that he had the Lazarus-like redemption story? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I didn't know if I was using the right uh, right biblical terms. I gave him a D plus at the halfway mark, and he's turned it around pretty dramatically. Not always incredible, but he had a streak of being phenomenal, which I think accounts for like 30% of the games this season. Mm. I kind of besmirch him that narrative. I'm so happy he's proved me wrong. Just this impeccable midfield glue to that trio with him, Barry Bannon, and Action Mass. A calming and classy presence who chips in with some staggeringly great goals. He has the biggest rise of his mark all the way up to a B plus. Two whole letters and maybe slightly off getting into A territory. However, Oof. George, we salute you and looking forward to salute you long into 22-2023. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. <laughs> gave us gave us all a fright on the socials, didn't he, uh, Byers, in terms of uh, maybe alluding to going or or him or Hunt saying saying it's been it's been a pleasure in the past tense uh, to play together. But um yeah, a staggering so I've not I wasn't quite as um <laughs> You, I was you... much more, I've been much more sort of praising of him throughout his time. I think I could see I could see he was bringing things to although it wasn't he wasn't kind of having huge mm. influences on matches. I could see that there was a kind of neat at least a neat and tidy player in there. Um but it, it, I've been very I've been as surprised as anybody else what 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 he's produced post injury and his 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 re- renewal to the to the starting lineup um just some staggering things i mean some of the again he scored some incredible goals as well he's almost had a kind of goal competition himself mm. um he scored seven goals in total but i think like seven goals that's really really good return it's a pretty darn good return um but i, I would think he I, I would think probably half of those maybe more than half were scored outside the box he's he really uh He's got some ability striking the ball from distance in a in a way that really makes him quite dangerous around those those areas of the pitch. Um, also good at good at heading the ball in the area, which is another nice addition. We've got a team where the the players that you'd hope to be good at heading from set pieces just aren't. Uh, so it's nice to have somebody that surprisingly does, even though he's not that tall. He knows what to do when the ball gets to him when it's a good enough delivery. Um, yeah, a good. Um, Good on him. Again, it's really great to see players improve. It makes me think good things about the coaching staff as well. Because mm. um, it does feel like a rarity to see people get better. 
and to have a, f- a few people in that in that uh, category does feel like maybe we've actually got some some useful backroom staff that are actually having an influence on people a positive impact on their careers and on their lives which hmm. it's just felt like for so long we got kind of it's probably just a lot of ego stroking and injury management that was about it that we were able to do in the back <laughs> the backgrounds um you wouldn't ever really see anybody get better um so yeah well well done to him and i'm i'm really pleased we've got him for another year and uh, hopefully we get to see a lot more of the really really good stuff um because now he's shown us he can do it we, we almost come to expect so up to b plus for, for you I, I think that's a fair a fair rating yeah it's it's a tough one because i mean he's been uh he's just been a real revelation in the second half of the season um, i'm surprised how little he's played league game wise mm. only 22 appearances He's played one less game than uh, one more game than Shea Dunkley to give it, to give some context. Wow, Shea Dunkley's played twenty one games for his season. Yeah, played in twenty one games. He's only started fifteen, but still. Oh, okay, but still, that's that's a lot though. I'm surprised that's many by Shea Dunkley. Wow, that's just the league games as well. Hmm. Um, that's me skipping ahead to another player later on in the episode. Are mm. we done with bias for now? We are done with bias. Yeah. Thank you, George. And I, I'm guessing he's a I'm guessing he's a pedestal podium member, but we're just we're just a you just we're just seeing glimmers of that. Mm-hmm. It's a little flash forward when somebody wake just as somebody like wakes up in the film. The Olympic podium is blurry in our vision. <laughs> Rich wakes up. I was like, what? What? <laughs> Someone says, says, "Rich, Luke is Luke is announcing the <laughs> Luke is giving giving medals for for the Olympic rebirth." <laughs> Why are they playing pomp and circumstance? I don't know. Luke Luke really wanted it. He he wanted it to be the brown note, but they couldn't play that on the cornet, so <laughs> they're just making do. Um, next up, uh, he used to wear number 23, mm. and then he went and did the dirty on us. Theo Corbino. Can you remember what we gave Theo Corbino at the half time mark? Here's another guess, Rich. What did we, what did you think we gave Theo Corbino on our midterm review? Um, now I'm guessing our feelings at that time were we, we broadly liked him and we were, mm. we wanted to see more of him. Mm-hmm. So I would think maybe we went pretty high. Maybe we were like A minus. Oh, spot on. Oh, there we go. Um, and I thought it was interesting because I was listening back and it was like it was it was a difficult time at Wednesday. It was a difficult time because I I think that the, the whole narrative of that first season was we're trying to do player formation. Um, you know, more came, more came in. You know, I remembered when. Remember when we came in at the end of, you know, middle of, near the end of last season, right? Yeah. Season before this one we just had. And, you know, I, I remember people talking about Darren Moore. I, I remembered going on, I had a rare appearance on the House of Merrycast. Shout, oh, yeah. shout out to those guys. And um, some of the narrative was around kind of anticipating Moore coming in and what he kind of liked and what he preferred during his time at Doncaster Rovers, which mm. he seemed to like a flat back four and then kind of more of a two, three, one, I think it is. Okay. It's some kind of weird kind of amalgamation in the middle of yeah. the park. And I think 
we were so kind of thinking that was going to be the case. And then that was kind of abandoned. We went with the three five two largely this season. I can't remember much if it was, I don't think we had wholesale changes at the end in the relegation fight the previous year, right? Do you no, remember at all? Anyway, so, so much of the first half of the season is, is, is seeing about whether we have the players to do that. And clearly we didn't. Yes. Clearly we don't have enough players fit to actually think about broaching the subject. We're, we're kind of lacking in the department that those players are missing. So um, we, we, you know, we, we look at someone like Fio Corbino playing the wing back role and it, it was, it was good at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe the best we made from it was thanks to his own prowess. So, and I, I think it was just a real mess of looking at players for that wingback role and it never really working. I think, I think second half of the season, I think we've definitely got the personnel in yeah. Bunton Johnson to do that. So I think at the time, I think it was probably the best of what we'd seen. And I, I think so much of that kind of speaks to Wednesdayites of like the old classic mentality of like, we just need some tricky wingers. You know, we just yes. need the defensive element to be sorted out by a fullback who's committed to that. And then, you know, if they can be overlapping, great, but we really just want the defensive stuff worked out. Yeah. And then we can give the attacking nous and excitement to be given by a winger. And we conventionally like that. So I think we conventionally look for players to fit in those holes. Mm. And I think Corbino was that player to fit in that hole. Um, so classic gets you on your gets you off your seat or gets you on the edge of your seat type player, isn't he? Very pace, much so, yeah. He step-overs. He clearly mm. causes panic in the opposition defence, visibly. Mm. Yeah, sorry, go on. And, you know, and a lot of excitement for him, a lot of excitement for him coming in, um, and then, you know, not seeing a great deal of him, and then the times we did see of him made me think we kind of want to see more of this guy. Yes. So, and I think with a lot of... A bit of anger towards Darren Moore at the time. I, I think, I, I, I definitely think Moore has improved as a manager as well. Yeah, we've seen yeah. him for the second half of the season. So I think all of that was the ammunition against why aren't we seeing more Theo Corbino? And it's kind of he is being used as a weapon against the criticism of Darren Moore. Mm. Um, so I, I think all that is fair. I think we didn't really get to see what players who are good in these positions play like at this level, which I think we did get to see in the second half of the season. Yes, yes. So I think in retrospect, and a bit of the dirty done against Wednesday, um, I think I've gone with a kind of revised B+, considering okay. that I think we yeah. see much better from Hunt and Johnson second half of the season. But I mean, at the yeah. time, at the time, it seemed like he was possibly one of our best players. I think we've got used. As, it's interesting you said, sort of said like, "Oh, as Wednesday fans, we we have the simplistic thing of just a, a tricky winger." But I also think we've had we've had teams that are reliant on one guy just doing special things quite often. Yeah, like yeah. Brunt did that. Jermaine Antonio Johnson did that. Uh, Jermaine Johnson did that. Yeah, mm. and it's almost like so you have a very kind of staid, average team. Um, and then this one star and you mm. kind of, the whole thing is basically if we can keep the back door shut and give him the ball, he'll do enough things to make, to make up for our lack of any game plan 
creativity, mm. <laughs> pace, etc., etc., etc. Guile, um, and and I think it's a kind of familiar spot for us to be in. And I think Corbino almost there's a comfort to that of just going like, yeah, that's he's that he's our guy, and what we do is we just give it to him and he does his thing. Mm. And I think by the end. What we work towards and what's been fantastic, I think Darren Moore sort of mentioned this in his post-match interviews. Did we have something like 20 players score goals this season? Like what we've actually ended up with is a great team effort. I think Bannon has been a, a cherry on top of that and maybe been a difference more often than has been comfortable. But by and large, it's been several fairly good players doing their jobs well. Um, and I think we saw much more of that. I mean, the other, the, the, another person in terms of that turnaround and possibly another um, shining pedestal member would be would be Marvin Johnson. I think it's been incredible to see his turnaround, and I, and I don't think anybody would have expected to see just how good he's been at that wing back position. He's just got better and better at it. And I think seeing how good he can be and the quality he can bring and the considered quality in that position as well, like the. Uh, it was interesting watching Corbino play for MK Dons against Wickham. It's the first time I've had the chance to watch him since he left, really. Hmm. Um, and he looked an awful lot like he did for us. It's he's, it's he's exciting. He's quick. He does step overs. He can cross. He can shoot. Neither of them particularly well. <laughs> but it's more of a kind of volume thing because he will make three chances and often other players wouldn't have made any so maybe each individual cross or shot doesn't need to be that good because I'll have another go in a minute Hmm. Um, but I don't know it's hard I I think probably I think probably some of the luster had worn off even by the time he left or maybe that's just me being you know doing the I never loved her anyway thing of um, being the kind of being the one that's been left in this in this relationship but i don't i'm not convinced he's going to have a great shining wonderful career i think he could easily find himself playing league 1 and championship football forever i don't think it's a given he's going to be anything he's going to pull up any great trees in life yeah yeah maybe there's a, a certain comparison with someone else on this list that we'll get to okay interesting (laughs) yeah but yeah it's just in I just felt like I hadn't seen having not seen a player for six months you think and at a young age you sort of think oh have they come on any has this been a good experience for them going elsewhere have they he's not played that much he's not played any more for MK Dons than he played for us I think he might have played less Um, and it just didn't look like he progressed at all I don't I don't I never felt like he was going to make anything happen against Wickham and I feel like I saw those sort of performances from him for us as well where it was a lot he had a lot of the ball he put the ball in the box a lot and nothing ever really looked like it was going to come of it because he hits the ball too close to the goalkeeper when he shoots and his crossing is really unreliable and goes all over the place but anyway there we go um next up number 16 Harley Dean Harley Dean he, he racked so, up seven appearances in the in in, in the league for us. Seven two, appearances in the league. Six starts, one off the bench, and uh, two two Papa John's uh, appearances. Wow, 
I, I'm surprised it's so little. I mean, I remember like I coming in and being, you know, being injured, which was heartbreaking. Um, Especially having bragged about never being injured. <laughs> mm. Don't do that. It's it's you guaranteed to make you get injured. Our first second half of the season signing that we're covering here. Mm. Um, the naughty Grotstar defender who came and deadly looked us in the eyes to win our hearts. A scary <laughs> man and one who we've had a flirtatious history with in signing. And I'm really glad he came in. Shame his injury niggles with us, but he's very good overall. We needed that old school and the shoring defender. He did that role well. I don't know if there's any future, but I wouldn't be against seeing more of him at S6 again in the future. Yeah. I think initially I did put an A- minus down, but I'm thinking just because of the sheer lack of appearances, I think that has to be a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. It is shocking how few appearances it is, really. Really, really, really heartbreaking. He was, and one yeah. of those was he barely made it past the like 10 minute mark as well because it was that game where he came on and was off again after mm. a very short period of time as well yeah so yeah mm. B plus I think this seems fair what do you do you think there's any kind of future in Holly Dean coming back to, to Hillsborough I know we're kind of stepping on the toes of things we'll talk about in the future I know I don't know I think for me it depends it depends if he's going to want a King's Ransom I don't think he's looked... He looked good, but not like head and shoulders above. It wasn't like Aidan Flint just looked like, holy cow, this is such a good... This guy is transcendently better than what we have at the back here. Um, those those moments of Aidan Flint were just staggeringly <laughs> beyond what we were currently experiencing. I think Dean obviously is a, is a, is a, a fair old level above. Um but I did. I didn't feel like he was. Do you know? Like I didn't feel like it. Like oh my goodness, this is just. I wouldn't be. I won't be surprised if he ends up at a League One club next season, whether it's us or somebody else. Mm. I don't. I didn't like go. I didn't feel like immediately this is somebody who's playing beneath themselves by being in League One. Um, maybe that's hard to do at centre back. But I would. Yeah, I'd be pleased to have him back. Um, he's never really had injury issues, but then he wouldn't be the first person to come to Hillsborough and suddenly, suddenly develop chronic everything. <laughs> chronic injury syndrome. We call it Middlewood Ricketts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, It'd be a good, it'd be a strong signing. It'd be a strong signing. We're, we're weak at the back. We need centre-backs. He's a clear middle of the pack, middle of the, the three centre-back as well. And also somebody you wouldn't mind in a two. So I'd, I'd have him, yes. He's a known quantity. He's he's pretty good. I expect he'd get goals over the course of a season as well. Mm. I think he always has in his career. Um. Okay, the last one for this, this chunk. Hmm. Is uh, squad number twenty-two Che Dunkley? Are we not going with uh, Fazeo Deli Bashura, Rich? For some reason, they've gone for Dunkley in this. Although I don't understand that because Deli Bashura should be next in the uh, alphabetical order. <laughs> should we go for Deli Bashura <laughs> because it's alphabetically correct? I'm going to swap those around. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hmm. Um, okay, let's go for Fazeo Deli Bashura then. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, the first mark we had for Della Bashiro at the halftime mark, I went for a B plus. So I guess it was really interesting. You know, I felt that he came into his own and he proved all of us what we were missing in that at that point in the season. There's still no one like him in the squad for that strong, quick little bulldozer 
who had his breakthrough moments in the first half of the season and pretty yeah. was what he was missing for us. Um, you know, much much like the Miley Cyrus song, he really did come in like a wrecking ball, Rich. <laughs> Unfortunately, we did get to see him questionably twerk, but uh, that's, where the, that's where the Miley Cyrus uh, comparisons end. Uh, he became a fan favorite and someone who we clamored for during that time when Adoniran faded out of view and George Byers was still a selection glimpse in Darren's eye. <laughs> the second half of the season has been a bit muddy in comparison and, you know, yeah. mired by injury. And it's just, it's been a real shame again that we haven't seen, we haven't seen more of him. We haven't seen him lean upon for rotation more or for that burst from the bench. I, I still think it's a hearty B plus and hopefully he's, he's here for more, um, for more of this in his next season yeah. in Hillsborough. Yeah. It's hard not to have a kind of winsome, what might have been feeling about Delhi Bashiru. And I, mm. my worry is he will see out his time at Wednesday and we'll still be thinking what might have been. Um, mm. And I mean, clearly there is something there. Clearly he's, he brings a physicality to things that not many people have. He's, He's strong. He's got a bit of a turn of pace. He's confident. I think he really believes in himself, which is a big thing to have. Um, but it just doesn't... We've had successive managers just not show the faith in him that he probably needs to to go, to push on and progress. Mm. I, I still feel like somebody needs to say to him, you, you, you're my guy, you're going to get you're going to get 10 games in a row or you're going to get, you know, it's get, this is your, this is your time. Take the time, you know, take the time to build and grow when he's in and out and he plays five minutes here or plays a half here. And he's the guy that gets hooked off. I don't know. I just think it's very hard to, to build momentum. It's very hard for him to build up his, his, um, you know, stamina for playing minute successive minutes of games and things like that. And I just don't know why, we haven't turned to him more often, but that's that's been the case now for low these last three seasons or two seasons. Mm. Um, and I think it's a real shame we didn't have him on the bench for the Sunderland game. We, he's the only player we have yeah. that has it within himself to just put his head down and push through a tackle or two. It's then what he does with it. It's then what he does with those the, 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 the chaos he causes. But that surely can be taught what you can't really teach is the first bit because nobody else seems to be able to do it. No. So he does the difficult bit. To, if somebody can take him under their wing and in the same way that Bannon seems to have taken Alex Hunt under his wing, can he, could he, could he do a bit of that with Delhi Bashiru as well? I know he's bigger than him. <laughs> so it might be a bit, might be a bit awkward and he might get a sore wing shoulder from putting his arm around him. <laughs> But I'd love to see it. Um, yeah, I'm glad we've got another year. I just hope yeah. I'm just waiting on the big moment to arrive, I'm, and I'm sure he is as well. He seems like an ambitious young man. It does feel like being maybe if he converted to Christianity, Darren Moore might have a bit more time for him. If you're a, if you're a Jesus freak, you get in the squad. If you if you if you like the wrong sort of God, then you're on the subs bench. <laughs> Better, better no god than the wrong god, says Darren Moore. <laughs> wow. Gone, gone, very, gone very biblical and religious on this one, haven't we? We have in a way, haven't we? It's mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. 
and we're looking back and not being turned into pillars of salt um <laughs> like the like the the members of Sodom and Gomorrah that we are um okay is that does that wrap up chunk one of this this post post season review I believe it does well i'll 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 say cheerio Luke and wish you all the best we'll pick up again with that tantalising uh, Che Dunkley mention uh, in next week's episode. Um, look after yourself, folks at home. Cheerio. Thanks, everyone. See you, mate.